0: It's about to go down, in a minute, let me touch down, I'ma get
1: it, cause I, I, I been all night. it's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weiss, and Ryan Fox.
2: Good morning, welcome to Monday, this is game time as we kick off a brand new week. It's a brand new day, and we're glad you're with us as uh, as we get rolling here. Tom Ward, Ryan, happy to have you with us on uh, Game Time, your first word in sports. And uh, boy, I tell you, there is a lot to get to. In fact, I don't know that we'll get to it all. We'll try. I mean, that's the goal. We'll we'll try to get to it all, but may not be able to. Uh, again, always, if you want to uh, if you want to express your opinions, we'd love to hear from I uh, hear from you rather. And you can certainly do that uh, at uh, RCNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Ward Weitz, good morning. Welcome to Monday. How are we? Good. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm ready to roll. Ready to roll. A lot... I tell you what, <laughs> the NCAA basketball tournament—it is wacky. We had a 16 over a one over the weekend. What was the biggest story in sports over the weekend? Now I know here locally it was going to be last night's game, but just—I mean, it could. What did you think the biggest story in the week over the weekend was? Was it the trade? Was it uh, was it Jose Altuve? I mean, what was it? I am. Um... Altuve. that's a big story. I told Ryan I said, "You know what? You better enjoy this World Baseball Classic. I can't I don't think I'll we'll find a general manager who's going to be willing to let his players go play in spring training ever again after what we what we've had. You've had Altuve get hurt, so he's going to have surgery. They don't know the timetable till after the surgery. I heard 8 weeks today." Really? Yeah. Because I was just looking at it and said, eh, we got to have the surgery first. What was the other kid that got hurt?
3: Uh, Edwin Diaz. How about Diaz. that one? He's, he's done. He's out for the year. He's done. It was a celebration.
2: He's done. If my guy's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt playing for me. I don't know. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little later on. Eight weeks. That's a good start for the Astros. Mm, not really. <laughs> Uh, well, they're playing for second place anyway. No, no, they're not <laughs> That only took two minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into the cowboy trade. What was your initial thought when 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 you heard about the cowboy trade big trade absolutely is that what the is that the answer? Mm, it's a step in the right direction. Well, I saw one article today that said he will help C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Should so is Gallup still the answer? No, I thought we've given up on him. I don't know. I that thought I... in this room
4: we've kind of given up on him. I don't know that I've given up on Michael Gallup, but he certainly didn't live up to his potential
2: last year. I thought the guy could run, just couldn't catch. That's kind of part of the equation. But anyway, so we'll 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 get into that a little bit. Uh, Baylor basketball ends last night. They just first of all, Creighton can shoot like crazy, and they or at least they did last night. But man, it's a lot easier when you have incredibly open looks at the basket, and that's what they had. They had a ton of three-point shots. Ward, where there was nobody, now, I mean nobody wearing gray in the neighborhood Mm-mm. and you know how they drew that thing up. And I think they were so concerned with that, the big man, but seven, one or whatever he was that, that, that drew attention. I don't know. I mean, but I, I do know this, they would reverse the ball. And when they reversed the ball, there was sometimes as many as two and three guys that were just standing outside the three point line, waiting for the basketball to arrive. And when it arrived, they put it in the – and that's the other part. You can draw it up, but you got to be able to execute it, and they certainly did. They shot, what, 48% or something like that mm-hmm. from from three-point land. They were perfect from the free throw line, 22 of 22 I mean, <laughs> man, when, when you're shooting it like that, you're shooting it like, you know, you're shooting lights out. So uh, the Big East team – and it still sounds weird to me to say Big East when you're talking about Creighton. I keep thinking, when I, when I think about Creighton, I, I keep thinking mid-major, mid-major. And they're not. They're not. That's, you know, that's, that's your, your, one of your better teams out of, the, out of the Big East. They just happen to be in the middle of the country, not on the East Coast. Welcome to college athletics in, the tw- in, you know, in 2022. So uh, we'll talk about that one. Baylor women play tonight. Boy, after that start the other night, I didn't think the Baylor women would be playing tonight. Yeah, Wolf Down 18. How in the world? Third largest comeback in NCAA tournament uh, history, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that a little bit here uh, on the program as well. well. We'll go to Connecticut. Well, we won't. Physically go to Connecticut by telephonically. We'll go to Connecticut and check in with Jerry Hill. Uh, and we'll also check in with Chad over at channel 10. He's in Connecticut as well. So we got a couple of, couple of guests to, uh, to get to. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Not even going to mention the golf golf was terrific. Watch a little bit of the golf. You're, you're chuckling. It, it is a great way. To take a nap. To take a nap. Oh, but I'm thinking my man, Jordan Spieth, from uh, Dallas, Texas, is going to win the golf tournament yesterday, and he, I think on 15 or 16, sends one into the water. Kind of kind of did him. Now, he did say bogey. I mean, he made up about a 12 or 14-foot putt say bogey, but uh, didn't get it done. You can't, You can't go swimming. On the back side, on Sunday, you just can't. And he did so. Anyway, it's this week, and I, I we need to look it up. I I think this is the week that the golf tournament, uh, the PGA, moves to Austin, and you know it's a different format. It's the um, oh what is, what's the word I'm looking for? You know it, it's it's not stroke play. It's match play. They I think it's the match play uh, in Austin, and I I think it's this week. I'm not sure we'll have to we'll have to check on that, but that's always kind of a cool thing. But how about that? Show up on Thursday, get beat on Thursday, you get to go home. I guess is is it this week?
3: It is. It starts on the 22nd and runs to the 26th.
2: I there guess. you go, match play. So every you know it's it's every man for himself in that deal. So twenty What's
3: twenty million dollar purse. How about
2: that? Just twenty million dollars. So that's uh that's going on in Austin, Texas, so that'll be uh this week. All right, we are off and running uh anything exciting happening in your world? Just a lot of basketball. did you lock in? mm- mm-hmm. did you get any of the football? I did not. You know, San Antonio played Arlington, and I was flipping through, and I nearly I nearly went there, but I said, no, there's too much basketball to watch. I kept going, I kept going. Tell you a quick story, then we then we'll get going. And, and, and I'm sure everybody on the planet has had this happen to them one time or another. Sound asleep, I guess I was dreaming. I don't know, but around one fifty four, I mean, sit straight up out of you know. I feel like I feel like I'm late. I feel like it's you know six o'clock in the morning or whatever, and I'm late for work. Jump up and start moving around, and then realize. Oh, it's only one fifty-four in the morning, and I could not go back to sleep. So here we are, ready to go, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But, I mean, you've had that happen, right? I mean, you, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it's the worst feeling in the world uh, when you feel like, oh, my goodness, I've overslept. I hate it when you feel like that and you've got to go someplace. You feel like, you know, uh, i got to get to the airport or whatever. And you've had that. I mean, everybody has that happen. But yeah, one fifty-four this morning, a couple of minutes and away from two a.m. I'm thinking it's six o'clock, and I'm late, and you know, one of those crazy, crazy deals. All right, uh, what was the what was the big story of the week? It was it a sixteen beating a one. We've what what have we had go down? We've had a one go down, a two go down. Have we had a three? I know we had a four, right? Virginia was a four, is that right? Arizona was a two. Uh, Purdue was a one. Did you did you watch much of that? When OFDU took down Purdue, I listened to it. I didn't. I didn't get to watch it. I wish you could have seen the stunned look on the faces of the fans, the coaches, the players. I mean, it was. It was crazy. But I'll say this. That day, that night, they were the better team. Mm -hmm. They were. I mean, those 50-50 balls that were just laying out there. FDU wouldn't got them. I mean, they shot it better. They defended better. They were, for that 40 minutes, a better team than Purdue. They just were. Now they may not be yesterday and they may not be tomorrow but that's not how this deal works. This deal works that you play now. And for that 40 minutes the other night they were the uh, they were the best team. And then heck they they gave uh they gave Florida Atlantic all they wanted but uh, the dream ended. So you had you had a 9 playing a 16 to get to the sweet 16. How about that one? Who saw that coming, right? Right, a nine versus a sixteen to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Kansas State they keep their dream alive. Texas keeps their dream alive. Ku bows out. Ku uh, joins Baylor as uh, teams that got beat in the in the second round. Ku was missing their coach. Yeah, but they had a lead, and normally. They're pretty good about putting people away, but they didn't the other day.
3: I, I mean,
4: it just Bill it just Self didn't. wasn't on the sidelines. Yeah, I think that hurt them.
3: I think I saw a thing too, where it was the fifth year in a row where a defending champion failed to reach the Sweet Sixteen. Wow.
2: Well, that just it also goes to show you just how difficult it is to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Michigan State knocks out Marquette. Yeah. Boy, they wrecked, wrecked my bracket right there. But again, here's <laughs> I Mar- was wrecked the first day. So <laughs> it was mine. Here's Marquette with a lead. I mean, you had to, and and couldn't hold it. And Michigan State comes, you know, comes in and wins. Uh so we we'll, we'll, we're going to touch base on a lot of that this morning. I look forward to it. It's a lot of fun. This is a great time of the year. If you're not, ex- if you if you're a sports fan and you're not excited, plus Ward on a lot of campuses, guys, spring football. Spring football beginning on a lot of campuses. So we'll talk about all that uh as we uh, as we get going here on a uh, on a Monday morning. Uh, again, if you want to join us, you certainly can. Our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty two five four six six two sixteen sixty seven thirteen. five four six six two sixteen sixty. Seven thirteen. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco
0: with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, March 30th for our next Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Our guest, Michael Woodson from Baylor Men's Tennis and Acrobatics and Tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches
5: Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
6: Hi, everybody. It's Jimmy with Advanced House Leveling. I just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done for us and our family over four decades, and I'm the funny, goofy dude on the radio, but this is kind of serious because your homes are serious. Nothing's funny about a foundation problem. If you do have a problem, give us a call, 254-235-4922, or fixitjimmy.com, and we'll do our best to protect your house. And once again, thanks, y'all.
4: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar, or even the man cave. Think about it, the most important thing is your roof.
7: Hi, my name is Russ, and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus years, and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. Hooah.
8: Race season is on and it's time for the chaos. The third annual Lone Star Forklift Funny Car Classic, presented by SoCal Speed Shop of Waco, is going to pound the ground at the Texas Motorplex March 23rd through March 25th. Cars from coast to coaster registered. Three days of run what you run, whopper action, <laughs> plus wild winged outfueled alters, gear slamming, dirty self gassers, fire breathing jet drinksters, and much much more. 12 and under are free. And every ticket is a Pit Pass. Discounted pre-sale tickets available now at TexasMotorplex.com. Or get them at the gate. Can you smell the nitro? Nitro. You know what to do. Be there, Be there. <laughs> the Chaos is brought to you by Spell Paving, Wolf Pumps, Fats Tires, Excel Drywall, and Performance Motor Coaches. You're listening to ESPN Central
1: Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
2: 17 after 7, this is Game Time, presented by Allen Samuel, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad to have you with us. We mentioned, uh, oh, by the way, uh, TCU bows out as well. Gonzaga. uh, Here's the theme comes from behind beats TCU and Gonzaga advances to the Sweet 16 with a win over TCU 84 to 81 and that one we mentioned uh Kansas state winning 75 to 69 uh in their uh, in their ball game over Kentucky. Uh let's see. Let's uh give you let, let's talk about the men's game last night. The uh, the Bears they they led what Three minutes, something like that. I mean, and again, it was a, uh, it was a crazy night. In that Creighton got great looks, but they were also red hot from the field. I mean, they shot Creighton shot forty seven percent from the field, including forty five point eight, nearly forty six percent from three point three point land, and they were a perfect twenty two of twenty two from the free throw line. They out rebounded Baylor thirty four to twenty nine. I mean, and, and again, they got great looks at the basket from the three-point strike. And, and again, when they reversed the ball, guys, it was it was pick your points, and there'd be two or three guys just standing there kind of waiting on the basketball. And when it arrived, they were they were launching and they were making. And Baylor never could get that run. I mean, just never could get that, that run to get back in the ballgame. Baylor's biggest run was seven. And he came early in the second half. And then I I think, you know, kind of late, they got it, what, to 9 or 10? But they never really – you never really felt like, hey, get a stop here and this thing may may get going. I, I never felt that. Did you guys? No. never I never felt like, hey, this – they're one stop or, or one big bucket away from really, you know, creating that avalanche, if you will. uh, Just never felt it. I just – not the way Creighton was shooting. I always thought Creighton was gonna be was gonna be in the game because of the way they were shooting, particularly from three point land. I mean, they were they were lighting it up.
3: Yeah, they were pretty much just keeping Baylor at arm's length throughout the second half.
2: It, that's a good way to put it. I mean, they just kind of kept him kept him right there. Uh after the game, Scott Drew talked about the uh the, the ball game.
6: Definitely. I mean, he's averaging 21 in the last five, and uh, it's pick your poison when you got a good inside-outside, and uh, credit them for doing a good job. Uh, uh, I agree with uh, LJ and Adam. Our biggs did a great job, but um, we had a lot of help, and, and and which led to some opportunities for them from three, and we kept changing what we did, and they're a really good uh, uh, offensive team. They did a good job adjusting as well.
2: That's uh. That's Scott Drew, you know they said they tried some different things, but you know credit to Creighton, they kept adjusting and and they kept shooting and they kept scoring. Uh L.J. Cryer was terrific last night, thirty points. That's a new Baylor record in an NCAA game. It's a new individual high for L.J. Crier. He was he was outstanding uh, in the in the game, and you know he he played well. You got twelve from Jalen Bridges, fifteen from Adam Flagler. But again, this is a uh, it's it's it was a it was a defense that gave up eighty five to Creighton. Eighty five. You I, again when you
4: live outside the arc like the Bears tried to do for a lot. Five of twenty two, is that what they were?
2: Uh three point land, they were five of twenty
4: two. It's not gonna get it done. It's just not. And, you know, Coach Drew mentioned it just a second ago. You know, they tried to make some adjustments on what Creighton was doing offensively, and Creighton made the adjustments offensively and were able to be successful. I mean, what are you going to do? I I do think that you know Baylor's defense was just just lacking a little bit,
2: not only in this game but all season long. Baylor got points inside when you know they couldn't score outside, so they they, they got they scored thirty eight in the paint, but for me, they couldn't stop. Creighton they they no. never could get well they didn't they didn't get the transition game going and that's because they couldn't stop them they, yeah, they were taking the ball out of bounds yeah, weren't they yeah yeah you know, again they got out rebounded 34 to 29 so uh hey look Creighton moves on to the sweet 16 I guess that's that's at the end of the day that's yeah kind of how that thing rolls uh C&C Collision Center text line uh Keontae George and he struggled I mean there's no question that uh Keontae George struggled a little bit uh, in the ballgame. He had seven points. He was one of ten from the uh from the field, oh a three from three-point land. And uh, JB says Keontae George is definitely not ready for the NBA. He can't be a ball hog, and I don't know that he was a ball hog, but you know, he shot it ten times. You can't be a ball hog and and be as inconsistent as he is. For me, this group never seemed to play with the hustle and defensive intensity that pass got Drew teams have played with. They also don't seem as close as uh, past teams, and that's just my opinion. And I appreciate your opinion, uh, JB. Thanks. Uh, They weren't as good defensively as not even close past Scott Drew teams have been. None. I mean, not not even close. He's dead on. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of the Scott Drew teams are built on. They're built. That's what they've hung their hat on in past. You no, know, we're gonna we're gonna get in your we're grill gonna play and, defense yeah.
4: and turn that into offense for us. This exactly. team this team didn't
2: have it, and you kept waiting, you kept waiting, and you kept waiting that, to see if this thing, if they could, you know, if they could pick it up and and play that defense that you've kind of come to expect. They just didn't. Mm. I mean, it just didn't happen and again. Look, Creighton shot like crazy. They did, but a lot of that is because they had open looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were clean looks at the bucket. They moved the ball around well. Boy, did they ever! The extra pass and all that kind of stuff. But they reversed the ball, <laughs> and I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but they would reverse that ball, and boy, it was boom! Let it fly, and see who could who can knock it down. And you know that their guard had thirty points, and you know the big man had ten. Uh, so they did a nice job there. Again, that's a that's a team that was able to. Well, when you're a good offensive team, you
4: make adjustments. And defensively, Baylor didn't make the adjustments that that worked for them. I mean, they tried. They said, "Well, we're going to stop the big guy down the seven foot one guy down low and and try to make them play a different type of game." Well, they did that, but Creighton was able to be successful. I it, it just. They couldn't find the right rhythm defensively.
2: All right. So now let's have some fun with this NCAA tournament now that the Bears are out. who Who's your new favorite team? I tell you who I'm rooting for. I'm fighting for the, I'm pulling for the fighting Princeton's. They won again this weekend. They did. They beat Mizzou. They beat Missouri 78 uh, 63. So your fifteen, your number fifteen, Princeton is on to the sweet sixteen. How about that? I think that's kind of a cool story. So, it is a very cool story. I mean, it's just, you know.
4: It's the story of the tournament.
2: Yeah. Why not? All right. I mean, so that's that's I'm in I'm in their corner. I'm in their corner. Okay. I mean, why not guess who they get to run into yeah i know (laughs) i know don't rain on my parade it's monday okay we got all week (laughs) Uh, anything surprise look i know the 16 over the one i know that you know what is it fairly dickens or whatever their name is fdu i like to call them just fdu i know their win uh the, six, the six-team beating the one, I know that that was a huge story, but is there anything else that kind of makes you surprise beating
4: Marquette. I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. I, you
2: know what? I had Marquette into the Final Four. I had them winning the thing. And actually, I did too. Of course, I had them playing Texas. I thought that'd be kind of funny. His old team, and his, you know. So I had them playing Texas in the championship. Uh, Arkansas coming from behind to beat KU, 72-71. Kind of a
4: surprise. Yeah, I You but know, that's an eight an over without, a one. Without Bill Self again, I yeah, not really shocked at that.
2: Well, you know, and the crazy part is, is he's with the team. He just didn't coach the team, right? I mean, he's 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 with them. Uh, I thought
4: TCU was going to pull it off last. So did night.
2: I. So did I. How good is Houston?
4: They're real good.
2: You know, they didn't play great uh, on Friday night, but man, they played well enough to win and then they turned it up a notch yesterday 81 what 8154 something like that 8164
4: 64, 64. Well, they uh, won by 11 and then they win by you know almost 20 just, they're they're real good i, I think I was, you'll
2: see them in texas duke it out mhm that'd be fun mhm look houston's trying to get back home <laughs> I mean, really, you stop and think about it. I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. like the Wizard of Oz. I mean, they're trying to get back home. <laughs> and, and they just may do it. Could you imagine playing a Final Four in your hometown? See, I was going to ask, when's the last time that's happened? I don't
4: know. Don't know that it's ever happened. Has, has, a, has an NCAA team ever won a national championship in their hometown?
2: I'm just curious. You know, I'm,
4: has to have happened.
2: Well, I would think, but you know, most stop and think about it. Most of these colleges are in college towns, but you stop and think about where would that have occurred? Could it have? Could it have occurred with UCLA? Could there have been a Final Four in LA? Could have. I mean, I'm just trying to think of putting those
4: together. I don't know. I mean, I, I started thinking about that last night, but I don't. I don't. Know. I don't either.
2: That's a great question. That's a great question. But well, Houston can, has a chance. Oh yeah, and a, and great a real chance. good chance. And could you imagine what that town's going to be like if they get back to Houston for the Final Four? Mm-hmm. Where was their Final Four last time? Back in the 80s. I don't know. you talking about with the Olajuwon and mm-hmm. that group? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do not know. All right, uh, seven twenty nine. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Tom Ward and uh, Ryan. By the way, uh, let, let's talk real quickly about the the women Baylor women. They fell behind as we mentioned by what eighteen to Alabama. The deal was done. I mean, they're they're, gonna, they're going down, but they didn't. They they rallied and they win as. They erased that 18-point deficit on Saturday night. The comeback was tied for the third-largest deficit overcome in an NCAA tournament game. Jamie Asbury a season-high 26 points and a career-high seven made three-pointers. She was terrific. After the game, Nikki Collin talked to to uh, to Derek and Sophia on the Baylor radio network from Learfield.
9: Um, you know, it's crazy that, that she was 7 for 13 because she started out, I think, missing her first four. Yeah, first yeah. four. Um, and they were wide open. Um, and I thought the only one she missed after that was also wide open because they switch everything. There were times that we could cap them in. There were times when when we cut hard through the lane, they, they couldn't figure out who they were guarding. Um, and it left her wide open when we started scoring easily with our stuff They jumped in a zone a couple times, and she got shots against the zone. She got the kickout pass on the offensive rebound and hit a three, so um, really happy for her. I mean, when you think about our seniors um, and Caitlin's play in the second half, Jamie's play in the second half, and I know Jamie had made some threes in the first half, but just overall, the way those two competed in the second half, I thought they were huge difference makers for us.
2: Now Ward, they get UConn tonight. This will be the tenth all-time meeting between Baylor and Connecticut. Connecticut holding a five-four advantage uh, with uh, w- in those previous nine games. And look, it's it's a monumental challenge. It, it is. I mean, w- it's a terrific team on their floor, and, and we all get it. But you know what? It, the opportunity's there. As long as the opportunity is there, I mean, that's to me that's a pretty cool thing. And look at, at down. Down eighteen, uh, it would have been real easy to pack that thing in and just, you know, you know what, hey, good year, let's go home. They didn't. They they found a way to overcome an eighteen point deficit. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So not many teams can can do that. Not Stay many, focused up.
4: Not many. I mean, again,
2: it would have been real easy just to just to now, go now. The concern home. is did they use all their gas before they get to Yukon? Yep. Because you know you work so stinking hard when you're playing from behind, mm-hmm. you 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 really do. So uh, they had yesterday. Uh, probably just did a light shoot around, and then they'll play tonight. And again, it's a late tip. It's an eight o'clock tip, seven thirty broadcast. So that makes it about a nine o five tip uh, on the east coast. So, but again, and, and I know you're you're playing a terrific team, and you're playing it on their floor, but they all start zero zero. Let's see what happens. We'll find out. All right, 7.32, we're running late.
4: Go ahead. I'm sorry. 83, Houston played in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And in 84, they played in the championship game in Seattle. Okay.
3: And only five schools have played in a Final Four just miles from their campus. New York University did it in 45. The City College of New York did it in 47 and 50. Louisville did it in 1959. UCLA did it in 1968, 1972. And the last team to do it was Butler in 2010.
2: Where was that one at? 2010. I don't know. Huh. All right. Uh, 7.30. Well, that's, it, it, it just goes to show you it doesn't happen real often. But I, I kind of felt like, you know, UCLA, Premier, you know, LA. All right. 7.32. This is game time. On ESPN Central Texas, was, recently oh, on game sorry. time. Joined now this morning by the Vice President and Director of Intercollegiate Athletics, Mac Road.
0: I, I have yet to see anything compelling that shortening the
10: game is in the in the best interest of the health of our student athletes. I think there's there's other ways to make it safer. Just don't know shortening
1: the game by you know two to three to five minutes is 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 going to do that. Game time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas we
7: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. Mark's Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner's Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor, we'll treat you like family.
11: The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain.
6: For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way.
11: Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story.
6: See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco
4: in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple.
1: The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by Asco Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. No Sweet 16 for Baylor men's basketball. An 85-76 loss to Creighton at the NCAA postseason tournament has ended the Bears season with a 23-11 record. The Baylor women try to advance to the Sweet 16 of that NCAA postseason tournament with an 8 o'clock tip-off against UConn. You can hear that game on Star 104.9 FM. 8-4 wins on both Saturday and Sunday gave Baylor baseball the series win over Kansas State after losing on Friday 8-1. The Bears are now 8-12 on the season and host Sam Houston State tomorrow night mclennon baseball is on the road today at tyler the highlanders split a twin bill with weatherford over the weekend to start conference play at two and two
1: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas time to talk baylor athletics with baylor university's director of sports journalism jerry hill
2: All right, 737, this is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. I was on Twitter last night, just kind of thumbing around, and huh, there was a video presentation of Jerry Hill, and he was gyrating. It was, Is that what you call it? Well, I, I think you ain't going to call it dancing. <laughs> easy. <laughs> uh, easy. What, what I, was that all about? I think Jerry about... can dance well. What was that all Thank about? You, yeah. The war well, to the rescue. I mean, you know.
13: <laughs> uh, you know, Tommy, I just try to give the fans what they want. and <laughs> You know it would be good? Having you and Jerry in a dance-off.
2: well i'd be moonwalking and doing the worm and all that stuff oh yeah absolutely let's go i'm telling you uh let's start with the men last night jerry uh creighton first of all shoots lights out i mean they were incredible from the field but they They also got some pretty good looks at the basket i mean there were some when they reversed the ball there were some wide open looks pretty much all night long
3: yeah
13: i mean you could tell the baylor's you know, defensive focus was just to try to take the the seven one center, uh, Klankbrenner Brenner out, and they pretty much did. I mean, I think he was four for ten, scored like ten points. So you took him out, but you put so much emphasis on that that it did, it left guys wide open, and and uh, you just weren't able to get back out. You know, when you were trying to help down on on him, so you know, it was it was a strategy that you know, failed actually. Um, and I don't know, maybe you were hoping, thinking, um, that Creighton wouldn't shoot like that. But again, like you said, when they're that open, uh, they're going to make those shots. And, and Nimbard, uh, I mean, he was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, he hadn't had a game like that, scored a career high 30 points. And, uh, you know, he just, he did a little bit of everything, but, uh, where they had, they had a lot of weapons, too. And, and, you know, I think we talked about it before, but you know, when Baylor's shots aren't falling, um, they're going to have a hard time winning. And, you know, other than L.J. Cryer, a lot of those shots weren't falling. So, um, struggled in that second-round matchup, and, and, and now they're done for the year. Um, another good run for Coach Drew and his team, but I know they're disappointed not getting past that round.
4: Did Baylor look a little tired to you in the second half?
13: I did. I and, and they didn't in the first game, you know. Um and Scott said, you know, normally in the second game you're a little tired you know, a little more tired and but you didn't see that from Creighton. You know, they were twenty two for twenty two from the free throw line and and like I said, lights out, you know, shot almost fifty percent from three point range. So, um but yes, I did. I thought they were gassed and um you know, not that he played a lot of minutes, but Langston Love played five minutes in that first game, didn't play at all in this one um so the guards had to play a little bit more i don't know but um yeah they in the second half they def- definitely looked like they were just kind of out of
2: gas when you when you stop and reflect back on this team what is going to be your takeaway on this team i mean one of the things that we talked about and it may you know i i just don't think that they ever got in a rhythm where they were playing that consistent scott drew type defense that 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 baylor's been known for over the past several years
13: that's absolutely it and that that you know sadly that will probably be the legacy of this team Tom, i think one thing i look at is this team was capable i think Mm -hmm. of beating just about anybody you know they beat gonzaga they beat ucla um they played a lot of good people and and you know um you know obviously beat beat texas beat kansas so I think it really was a team that was capable of beating anybody. But again, when their shots weren't falling, um, it didn't matter. Um, you know, um, again, that defense that that the 21 team had, uh, and really most of Scott's teams, I would say over the last decade or so, had that kind of, you know, just lockdown defense, make you work for everything. And this team just never got to that point. You know, obviously, I think if if you had had a healthy Jonathan Shamowatchwa the whole year, and, and he was able to kind of get more into the flow, I think that would have made a difference. Um, and then, but just on the perimeter, I don't think they really had anything close to a Davion Mitchell. I, you know, I think Dale Bonner is a good defender, and I think the defense is better when he's out there. But they don't have that really just gritty, you know, you're not going to score on me type guy. It,
4: it seemed like. And it, I, I know you're playing from behind a lot, but it seemed like they were very impatient on the offensive end yesterday.
13: I think they definitely were. And, I, you know, when you get down, I think it was as many as 17, 18 points at one point. When you get down like that, I think you feel like you've got to hit, you know, uh, a 10-run home run, uh, and that doesn't exist. And And they were. They were trying to get, you know, in a sense, they were trying to get it all back in one or two possessions, and they couldn't do that. Um, you know, there at the end and I, you know, I know, you know, that, um, Creighton was just kind of, you know, playing it set, but they they missed like their last, I think it was eight shots or something like that. So they kind of left the door open and Baylor scored on some layups and stuff. Um, you know, got it to nine with about three minutes to go, but then they just, you know, they, they couldn't get over that hump. And again, that may have been where they completely ran out of gas because, you know, they missed a layup. They turned it over. Uh, Had chances down nine to make that, you know, maybe a couple possession game, and just couldn't do it. Um, You know, like I said, even though Creighton was trying to let you back in it um, by missing all those shots at the end, but uh, but even in those, you know, I think there was one possession where they had like two offensive rebounds. I don't think they even wound up scoring on it, but that's a lot of time to give up when you're trying to come back from that kind of deficit.
2: Uh, Keontae George, you know, I think ever since the little injury or whatever you, you know the ankle, uh, he, he right. just hadn't been as good offensively. One for ten uh, in the ball game last night. Is there any scenario? Do you see any scenario where he returns next year?
13: I mean, as much as I'd like to, I don't think I do, to, Tom. I mean, when you see most of the projections have him as like a lottery pick. Um, you know, at least top 15 in the first round. Um, yeah, and I, I do think he enjoyed his time at Baylor. He talked about that a little bit last night. But, you know, when when you're, you know, ranked or rated that high and expected to go that high in the draft, I think it's hard to imagine him, you know, coming back for another year. You know, obviously they, they lost two one-and-dones last year with uh, Jeremy Sohan and Kendall Brown. Uh, and you know, and this would, this would be the third one in the last couple of years. Um, and, and, you know, and certainly when he was at his best there, you know, there were few players in the country, any better than him. But like you said, that injury, I think slowed him down and, and, you know, he's definitely got some work to do on the defensive end. I think he got better at that, you know, throughout the year, but, you know, again, that injury definitely even hurt that. Um, but, you know in the nba do you really have to play defense so he might fit in just just well in the in the nba
4: women get ready to take on UConn tonight but they climbed out of an 18 point hole on on the other night how how in the world did they do that
13: made threes <laughs> i mean they uh, were they were 7 of 8 from 3 in that in that second quarter and I thought the second quarter was honestly the big key in that game. When you're down 22-4, um, number one, you can't let it get any bigger than that. But you've got to at least kind of whittle away at it. And they actually got it down to nine um, late in the half. And then uh, and then Alabama scored on an inbounds play right there at the end to make it 11. But you're down 11 instead of 18. So, And then they took a lead fairly early in the third quarter. Um, you know, it was more Jamie Asbury in the in, in the second quarter. It was Sarah Andrews in the third quarter, and, and you know they fought their way back and you know took the lead to their credit. Uh, Bama went back up by like eight, uh, and they were you know they were leading in the last minute and just couldn't finish. Um, but yeah, that's I mean I think the biggest they made fourteen of twenty one threes over the last three quarters and scored seventy four points. That's crazy. So definitely. Yeah, it is, They and they did it, obviously, on the offensive end, but I think there were just enough defensive plays that, that they were able to pull it out, you, you know, and, and I'm sure that may be the next switch. They can't do that against UConn, and, and Nikki said that. You can't get down, you know, 10, much less 18, against a team like UConn.
2: Especially at home on their floor where it's going to be a raucous crowd. You know it is. Yeah,
13: yeah, they've they've won a few games in there. A couple, um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple. Yeah. They, they've won uh, just a few games. Uh, they've actually lost two games in there this year. It may may have been at Hartford, but uh, and they lost to St. John's and they lost to South Carolina. So they have at least shown a little bit of vulnerability. But uh, yeah, they're they're pretty hard to beat in their own place. And and you know, I, I think somebody told I didn't see it, but somebody told me I think it was ESPN or somebody had done a story on, you know, is the Yukon dynasty over this team has made 14 consecutive final fours guys. I know they haven't won a national championship since 16, but they've been to the final four that many times. I don't think the dynasty's over. I think there were a few cracks this year and, you know, Paige Becker's getting hurt before the season even began. She hasn't played one game this year. That's your best player. And yet they're sitting here at 30 and five. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really good.
2: How how does Baylor slow down UConn, take out the crowd? I mean, what whatever they got to do to stay in the basketball game, give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter.
13: Um, I think kind of like what they did last night. They got to make shots. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't start out. I think it was two for 16 in the first quarter against Bama. Um, you can't do that. Um, but then I think you've got to defend better, too. You know, this uh, – this team at times has defended really well. Um, this is a big challenge because they're, they're UConn's really big inside. I think it's six five, six three, six one, uh, and Baylor doesn't have that. So uh, now uh, Baylor, you know, beat Texas down in Austin, and Texas has similar size there. So um, I I don't I couldn't tell you how they do it. <laughs> I just know that they can't do what they did last night and get behind like that and miss shots like that. They've they've got to get hot from the outside. Um, you know, they've got to get some production from from Bella and Bugs, the two freshmen. You know, Caitlin Bickle's got to do her thing. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's the main thing is that you can't. Um, well, you've got to make shots and you can't get behind like that and get the crowd more into it they're going to be into it from the very beginning um but if you you know if you get behind because i heard the crowd against vermont vermont the other night when and they're up 30 40 whatever it was and the crowd is into it and that place is loud in a game that they you know they won by like 40 points
4: baylor softball keeps rolling they get a sweep of houston and then they have a afternoon game in the middle of the week this week
13: yeah, they're they're on a good roll. They you know they slipped a little bit you know when they were in California you know came back and split a doubleheader with South Dakota State, but they're definitely on a good roll. I think when Orm is in the circle, they're really hard to beat. Uh, you know the bats probably weren't as productive as as Glenn would like, but uh, you, you won a three game series against a good Houston team and got a little momentum. Um, you know going into the big Big Twelve play this week.
2: In, in baseball, uh, that may be a statement game. We don't know. I mean, they come from behind. They're down 4 to nothing yesterday, about to lose a home series, opening yeah. up Big 12 conference play, and uh, they get it done. And, boy, how cool is it to see Rigney do what he did yesterday?
13: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, three perfect innings. Uh-huh. Um, after throwing, I think it was two perfect innings in the midweek game. So he's had two back-to-back really good and i don't know how much you're going to get out of him. i mean i don't know that he can go long stretches uh, but man if you can just get a little bit like that out of him uh mm-hmm. it is such a big lift i mean it was for nothing when he came in yep um yesterday and and you know so they and they you know had the big inning and stuff and came back and won but uh yeah i think he gives you a big lift but yeah i mean tom i think we knew this was going to be a struggle that this was not a Super talented team, and I, you know, I know the series was at home, but just to open conference play with a series win when you were picked last, Mm -hmm. um, Kansas State has played really well. Um, You know, they swept a Youngstown State team that Baylor split with at home. Um, So I I did not hold out a lot of hope. I'm going to say going into that series, but uh, you know, and I know it's early, but you look up and they're tied for first in the Big 12. So. Um, you know take a picture of that one and and you know save that one and hopefully that this does kind of you know give them some momentum going into the rest of the year I think it shows them that they can win that's the big thing is is uh you know this is the same team that you know got swept at Duke and wasn't even close and they took a, a conference series from Kansas State so I I do think this team gets a little confidence, maybe even a little belief that, hey, we can do it. We we just got to kind of put the pieces together. But I, I do think that was huge, winning that series against Kansas State. Uh, I love
2: the emotion of Rigney coming off the mound, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. which created the emotion in the dugout. I, I just thought that was so cool. So good stuff. Yeah. All right, Jerry, I know that you probably don't have a whole lot going on, but what are you working on, please, sir? I don't know. In, you know, you, guess what happens Tuesday? We have football a little start. feet ball, don't we? <laughs>
13: yeah, we do. So that, that'll that be part of the thing uh, this week. Now, if the Baylor women do, you know, the miracle tonight, uh, uh, you know, I'll be headed to Seattle, I guess, later in the week. Uh, but if not, I'll stay here and cover a little football and, and a little – Whatever else we got going on, seems like in the spring, things happen.
2: Yes, they you do. Know? Yes, they do.
13: They, they just happen. <laughs> so, Tom, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you at some of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. And, and looking forward to tonight. I've I've covered several games in UConn. I think I covered one at Gamble Pavilion. So, I, you know, it's just fun at this time of year just to be in it, you know, just to be in March Madness and mm-hmm. and get to witness some of it. It is fun.
2: Good stuff, Jerry. As always, thanks. We appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again Thank soon. You. See you later, Jerry Hill uh, from Stores, Connecticut. This uh, this morning, where Baylor and UConn will tee it up uh, tonight at eight o'clock. Seven thirty pregame on our sister station, one hundred four point nine uh, Star FM. So there you go. All right, uh, we we're you know we're kind of cooking here a little bit. We're running a little bit behind. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Glenn Moore and Baylor their softball. On 101.3 FM,
0: Baylor softball back in action on the road this Wednesday morning at UT Arlington, 11:15 a.m. for the warm-up show, 11:30 first pitch Wednesday.
8: Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM.
1: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
14: La Fiesta Restaurant in Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Delicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I 35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. No Sweet 16 for Baylor Men's Basketball, an 85 76 loss to Creighton at the NCAA postseason tournament has ended the Bears' season with a 23 11 record. The Baylor women try to advance to the Sweet 16 of that NCAA postseason tournament with an 8 o'clock tip-off against UConn. You can hear that game on Star 1049 FM. Eight to four wins on both Saturday and Sunday gave Baylor baseball the series win over Kansas State after losing on Friday 8-1. The Bears are now 8-12 on the season and host Sam Houston State tomorrow night. McLennan baseball is on the road today at Tyler. The Highlanders split a twin bill with Weatherford over the weekend to start conference play at two and two.
1: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox.
3: Did you know that today is Mr. Rogers' birthday? How about that? Fred Rogers, host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, a show that ran 31 seasons from 1968 to 2001. Where was that film? Was it Pittsburgh?
4: No idea. Never watched it. I thought it was Pittsburgh.
3: Have you guys seen the movie? Yes. With Tom Hanks playing him? Yes, he does a great job. Yeah, I like that movie too. He was born in... I didn't say I liked the movie.
2: I said he does a great job.
3: (laughs) Well, I like the movie. He's a Mr.
2: Rogers
4: fan. That's how he used to eat his cereal. He, we ate ours with Bugs Bunny yeah, and Three Stooges. Yeah, Ryan was Mister Rogers.
3: Slam Bang Theater. <laughs> Mine was Barney and Bob the
2: Builder. Lord, did <laughs> you you like uh, you like Barney? No,
3: I, well, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog, yeah. He was a dinosaur.
2: Oh no, that's Barney. That's right. I'm talking about Clifford, uh, Clifford the Big Red I did, Dog. I did like Clifford. Oh yeah, well. my daughter liked Barney and Clifford. So okay, anyway.
3: Then also on this day, and did Blaze not like them?
2: Yeah, he was a Barney fan. Yeah, I love you. Never mind. Go ahead. Wow, you love me. Yeah. Okay. Stop.
3: (laughs) Also, on this day in 1990, the Lakers retired Kareem Abdul's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number 33 jersey. He is one of four NBA players all time with a with a jersey retired by two or more teams. Now, there's two players that have their jerseys retired with three teams. You want, want to take a guess?
2: No, three teams. No. No clue. I don't know.
3: Wilt Chamberlain with three, the Warriors, 76ers, and Lakers. And then the other, Pistol Pete Maravich with the (sighs) Hawks, Jazz, and the Pelicans.
2: Where'd he go to college?
4: Pelicans? Why is his jersey retired with the Pelicans? I don't know. They weren't around when he played. Well, it might just be the the franchise. I know why. Because... He was in the New Orleans Jazz and then the Utah Jazz. Ah, there you go. So when it came back, when they reopened the franchise in New Orleans, that's how what they did.
2: Where did he go to
3: college? LSU, keep moving. Um, and the other one, the rest of these guys have two jerseys. Retired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, obviously, with the Bucks and the Lakers. Clyde Drexler with the Blazers and the Rockets. Julius Irving, Dr. J, with the Nets and 76ers. Michael Jordan with the Bulls and the Heat. Bob Lanier, is that how you say it? hmm Lanier. Is that how you is say, how you say it? it? With the Pistons and the Bucks. I don't know if it was Lanier or Lanier. Okay. Moses Malone with the Rockets and 76ers. Earl Monroe with the Knicks and the Wizards. Dikembe Mutombo with the Nuggets and the Hawks. Shaquille O'Neal with the Lakers and the Heat. Oscar Robertson with the Kings and the Bucks. Nate Thurman with the Cavaliers and the Warriors and then Chuck Charles Barkley 76ers and the Phoenix Suns.
2: How about that? There you go. All right, uh, 759. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's John with today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
5: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
0: Everybody, it's temporary check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat, coming up. Baylor men's basketball bows out of the NCAA tournament, while the women look to extend their stay, taking on UConn tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
14: Oh, her first word, Mama. Then, before I knew it, Mom. Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells, and suddenly, really?
9: Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877 farm Bureau.
14: Discounts may vary by situation.
9: Just as
0: it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250, plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco.
12: The future's bright, the time is now. College is what you make it. It's a late-night pizza run and all-nighters coding a new project. It's having big dreams and making them a reality. It's a professor who knows your name and your story. It's preparation for your future, your calling, your life. And at Baylor, it's even more. Baylor. Where lights shine
1: bright.
5: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
0: And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball plays in the second round of the NCAA tournament tonight in Storrs, Connecticut, taking on the hometown team, the second seeded Yukon Huskies. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. Tip-off tonight on 104.9 FM for Baylor women's basketball versus UConn. Meanwhile, the Baylor men bowed out of the NCAA tournament in Denver with a second-round loss to Creighton last night, 85-76 the final score. Despite a career-high 30 points by L.J. Cryer in the night, the Bears season comes to an end after the game head coach Scott Drew.
6: Uh, it's a, really really a good group of guys uh, they like one another um, they're good role models' they're, they're uh, great for the university and community and um, it was always a joy going to practice each and every day because uh, when you when you like who you're with it makes it makes it fun and easy a lot of times this, this time of year coaches can't wait to get away um, players can't wait to get away and um, this group uh, a special group and Uh, They deserve a lot of credit for the individuals they all are.
0: Scott Drew following last night's nine-point loss to Creighton in Denver that is the end of the season for the Bears. Also over the weekend, a big weekend for Mitch Thompson and Baylor baseball, taking two of three from Kansas State in their conference opening series. Baylor softball sweeps Houston, a three-game series at Getterman Stadium, and Baylor women's tennis with a win over Kansas State 4-2 on Sunday marks the 500th win in the coaching career of Joey Scrivano. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More
1: tomorrow. I'm John Morris from the Allen Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, just after 8 o'clock, five. this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. I mean, good folks over there. It's a one-stop shop. For all your pharmacy and medical supply needs, they offer free delivery to your home or your office. They got several ways that you can get your prescriptions there at the store. You can go through the drive through go inside, have them come out to your vehicle or go to the walk-up window. I mean, it's just... That kind of deal they offer great uh, over the counter medications as well they got great advice. I promise you they've got, uh, a, uh, they 've got a they got their pharmacists there that will be more than happy to talk to you about any of uh, your situations, uh, particularly when it comes to the uh, the medication that you 're taking they uh, They offer vaccines and all kinds of uh, great services at Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and on Saturdays from 9 to 2. And here's the phone number. If you want your doctor to call in your next prescription, have him call it to Circle Drug at six six two zero seven seven four. 774 That's 662-0774. All right. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the Cowboys make a trade. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm a little confused by this trade. It, it, not that they went and got Brandon Cooks, but that because that's a good move, right, Ward? I mean, this is a guy that's going to be able to help the wide receiver the wide receiver room. But mm-hmm. why was he? Why was Cooks available for a fifth and sixth round draft pick? Why was Why was it so inexpensive?
4: Because Houston's in a rebuild, and they need draft picks to rebuild what they want to do. And he was owed eighteen million dollars. At eighteen million, may, may may have some. Yeah. Now look, they're going to absorb a big chunk of that themselves. They're going to have to pay a big chunk of his salary this year.
3: Yeah, I think they're pay- paying
4: six million of it. Mm, I think it's more than that. So, um, I, that that's a that's a win win for the Cowboys.
2: Ah, uh, I, I just I just I, I, that's great. I mean, I would just. I just it, thought it, it was
4: a money deal and a rebuild deal. I mean, they they've got a if they want to tear this thing down and rebuild it from the ground up, they need draft picks, and so that's what they're that's the avenue that they're going to take.
2: All right, uh, yeah, he twenty four point four on the salary cap, eighteen million is the base, and uh, they're going to the Texans will pay six million of it. Texans have agreed to. Cond- it's only six. six i thought it, six. No, I thought it was gonna, a little bit more no, so they're that's gonna consume not too bad they're gonna texans are gonna consume six million and then they're gonna get a what a fifth and a six is that right and the six is coming in 2024 i think mm-hmm. uh so I, for the cowboys it's a steal isn't it i, I think, think so yeah if it works out yeah what would what would it why would it not work out i mean he's well, you never know well I, mean, I, I get that part i mean you know, anytime you do anything but I mean, this guy's still got gas in the tank, right? I mean, he's got, what, nine years under his belt in the NFL? Six of those nine? He's been a 1,000-yard receiver? I Mm -hmm. mean, and hes they're not going to ask him to be the guy. They're going to ask him to be one of the guys. So this is a good deal for him, too, isn't it? Uh, If he can adhere to that role. You
4: don't know how a guy's going to be. If he wants to be a one and he's all of a sudden a two, you know? I I don't know. I I on paper this looks like a great deal. We
2: we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Just it, it, kind of lets everybody in that room kind of breathe a little bit I it, from you know just looking at it from the outside end. And you're like, "Okay, let's let's go play with this and see what happens." Mhm. Uh I mean, last year it had 699 yards, 52 catches on a bad football team. On a bad football team. On a really let's let's preface that on a really bad football team he has 700 yards so uh there's they're still i i think there's still plenty in the tank and he you know they're not asking him to carry that room and, and be the guy they're asking him to be one of the guys i mean and you know i think this is for him this may be a breath of fresh air and for the cowboys this may be that third guy and I, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the he's number three. Guy. No, he's, he's the third guy in the, in the formation is what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going yeah, he's clearly going to be the two, you know, and then look, you got Gallup as the three, and then you, you still got, you still got some other pieces. So it should help that entire room. Yes. I guess <laughs> I'm going a long way around the block to get there, but that, that's, that was kind of my point, And. Again, when I first saw the trade, I thought, hang on a second. A five and a six, why wouldn't you want more? If and I know you're rebuilding, but so why don't you want a two and a three? Why didn't you or maybe they did negotiate for that and, and didn't get it and they said, you know what, we're gonna move on anyway.
4: Well they have to. I yeah. mean, again, they got they gotta try they're gonna get a franchise quarterback out mm-hmm. of this draft. And so they're gonna have to build around that and and try to just make this thing piece together and it's it's going to be a long road for the Texans as if it hadn't been already but i mean just if you're a texan fan get ready because you you've got a long way to go and if, if you're going to tear it down you might as well tear it completely down and mm-hmm. get get younger and that that's what the texans philosophy looks like they're going to try to do is get younger
2: and why not i mean like you said if if you're going to take it down to the studs take it down to the studs and, mm-hmm. and let's go so yeah, absolutely, and that's it. Looks like that's the plan. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the WBC for just a second—the World Baseball Championships of the world. Uh, <laughs> come on, man! Will, will, will we see this event? I mean, it's it,
4: governed by MLB, so who knows?
2: Yeah, but you've you've already seen a couple of GMs call some guys back home. mm Hmm. Will we see big-time Major League players in this event moving forward? And here's why. Jose Altuve on the field for Venezuela. Breaks a thumb. Surgery. One report I saw said we don't know the timetable. You saw a report this morning said eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Eight weeks doesn't get it if you're the Houston Astros. No, because the season starts in two weeks. That's exactly right. Then we have a celebration on the field Ryan
3: or Edwin Diaz. Yeah. The Mets closer, arguably the best closer in Major League Baseball. Tore, Not anymore. Tears up his knee and he is out for the year. Out for the year on a celebration
2: as a celebrated uh, a win so again, if you're if you're a GM and you're writing that big old check your ownership and you're the GM do you want your players participating in this after you just seen those two guys? No, me neither. I wouldn't let them play to begin with. I would have i mean i I kind of like the concept, but then I got you know you see this and you're like, no, so does this become a triple a event a double a event? Does it become an event that they have to move in order to keep it rolling? I don't know now, speaking of on the field. The Americans got it done yesterday.
3: They beat Cuba fourteen to two to advance to the championship game for the second time in a row. They'll face the winner of Mexico and Japan, which I believe they play later this afternoon. They
2: hit a home run last night, early in the game, first or second inning. Trey Turner had two home runs last night. One may still be in 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 yeah. in, in, in in flight. Holy moly, big time, big time. So there you go. All right. So they'll play. When does when is the championship?
3: Later this week, I believe. Tomorrow, yeah. Is it tomorrow? Because Mexico and Japan play today. All
2: right, and so then they'll uh, they'll tee it up tomorrow. Okay, so there you go. And I'm just curious, what you know? For me, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ward. uh, As much as I love it, sorry, not my guys. Not 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 in spring training. No more. We're done. Not you're not getting my A players. No way. We're done with that. I mean, this should be. This should be an
6: example. This should of,
4: not be anything but amateurs in it if they want to do it.
6: Problem
2: is the other countries are going to send out, but who cares? Well, they're not going to send out MLB players as no. what they have on their
4: roster right no. now. But most, of the, but well, again, it's governed by the MLB, right? And so, I mean, I don't know if they're going to, if they're going to erase it or not. It's useless to me. I'm not watching a minute of it.
2: Oh, I've been watching it. i got to be honest. I've been watching it because I think it's really good baseball. But uh, with the season starting, come on. There's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to do Throw it this. in the trash.
3: It's only like a two-week tournament, so you could put it during the All-Star break.
2: Like like they do in in hockey, where they
3: shut okay, down
4: let's for the, the All Star break as we're making a move for the World Championship. <laughs> That's, a, That's
2: ignorant. It's it's got to be in November, doesn't it? it's it got to be after the season's over. It's got to be. And I know some pitchers will tell you, "Hey, I've just Throw thrown three thousand innings. I'm not throwing anymore." Yeah, it's you don't need this. It may be useless. where you have to do it in an absolute just, just
4: play the Olympics and so, be done with
2: it. All right, 8.15. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, and We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and brought to you in part by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. You think that there's going to be some basketball conversation going on today at Double R? You bet there will be. Uh, David and Perry will... Uh, They'll have they'll have all the sports qu- answers if you got the questions. They're at 1810 Harry. They're co- serving up the best burgers in Waco on that flat-top grill with that uh, secret seasoning that they won't tell anybody about. And, man, it is outstanding. I was in there, what, Friday, I think? Oh, just a tremendous burger. Uh, again, they don't cook that burger until you place the order. Then they cook it the way you want it. You want it with uh, onions? You can have it with onions. You want it without onions? You can have it without onions. Grilled? Maybe you want, maybe you want your, maybe you want your onions and your jalapenos grilled. You can do it that way. All at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They also, and you know, what if maybe you cook burgers over the weekend and you just want the great sports conversation? They've got chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, and of course all the the stuff that goes with it: the fries, the curly fries, tots, onion rings, whatever you want. And of course, you may not know this, but with uh, all kinds of events coming up graduations and weddings and all that kind of stuff that's just around the corner. They do a great job of catering, and they'll cater any kind of meal you want. It doesn't have to be burgers. It could be it could be fajitas. It could be whatever you want. They can do it for you. So if you want to know more about that, call David or Perry and do it today at 254-753-1603, 254-753-1603. That's double R old-fashioned hamburgers. Matt
1: Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday
9: at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy?
5: negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain.
9: Oh, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he can <laughs> soup
1: sushi. The Matt Mosley Show. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco.
5: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com.
1: ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the
2: Matt Mosley Show.
0: At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting
5: the best chicken, the best tenders, and best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the
14: entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
1: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton.
2: It's 821. Welcome back into to the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ron, we're glad you're with us. We got a lot of uh, text messages on our CNC and Collision Center text line. We're going to get to them, I promise. We will. Uh, but right now, we have got to welcome into... The program this morning we say hi to staff staff is not giggling what's the deal i know it's she was, monday. Fighting, it.
3: She was fighting it
14: well you're are you always biting, are you
3: biting your lip over there i mean is that what's
14: because yes, give me a hard time so try not to laugh <laughs> it's
2: I, I know you kind of have that that monday i have the monday blues you
14: do Well, I worked six days this week. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, stop it. I had to work Saturday, and I don't know, and this time change. I don't know about y'all, but it takes me a while. Six months. To adjust. Six months. (laughs) It, It takes my man like that long, but no, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I just, and this cold weather, like my bones are hurting this morning. You go from like 70, 80 degrees, and this morning you get up, and it's like 32 degrees. It just. It's not good for my old age.
2: <laughs> Clearly, your funny bone is hurting because, yeah. you know I mean. you get it?
14: Yeah. Sh- Anyways, y'all have a good weekend? We weren't. <laughs> I didn't see you up here.
2: I was here Saturday.
14: I was here Saturday. Yeah. Well, I was in and out, but I was I saw here Saturday. Bu-
2: I saw a bunch of vehicles up here Saturday. I was here. I mean,
14: it was kind of happening down this hallway yeah. Saturday. So, anyway. We had...
2: You know, 73 broadcasts going on out of this building. <laughs> oh, wow. We always do. I mean, this is a happening little place on the weekend. You ought to join us sometime.
14: You know what? Don't <laughs> even. Don't even.
2: Do um, we know Okay. Ask these guys if I'm not. I mean, we have basketball know, games, baseball, baseball games, I softball games. We know. All kinds of broadcasts. Before games.
14: you know it, football's going to be here again. It's
2: going to be here Tuesday. it would be tomorrow.
14: Yeah. I just realized, Ward just told me and Ryan that, Spring is at four twenty four today.
2: Yes, we were saving that for the end of the program. Oh, well,
14: thanks. <laughs> <That's right>.
2: Now, <laughs> we, I don't, what we under the last segment?
14: I don't know. You can bring it up. We're bring out. Up. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I mean, I thought it was tomorrow, but no, it's today, and here we are in Waco, Texas, Central Texas, and it's thirty two degrees outside. Happy
3: spring. Happy spring.
14: <laughs> yeah. So, speaking... Well, it's,
2: it's going to do that until we get through Easter. It always does.
14: I, I know. Everyone keeps... It does. It really does. And we got about, what, two more weeks till Easter? Yeah. Three more weeks, so who knows. But... Just be prepared. Speaking of spring, they do mm-hmm. this in a lot of countries. <laughs> it is called limbo skating. Well, of course it is. Or you could call it roller limbo. So... People get on these skate roller skates, and you know that, what is it? Oh, Big limbo long bar, stick, a stick, a pole. You know, you go to parties, and you start it up way high, and you have to walk underneath. These people who participate in this sport, they get on their roller skates and roll underneath a pole, and they get it to the point where you spread their legs to, almost into a split, and they are like literally head is to the ground and they're rolling
2: there's oh my goodness
14: there is no way i could nice. do this now if the pole was like above my head and i was on roller skates i could go underneath the pole but <laughs> i could not i mean i couldn't even even if you brought it down like crawling level now you would never
2: it. be able to do it like on a friday or saturday night i mean <laughs> no.
14: i mean that is like craziness Like, you almost have to be a gymnast and stuff to be able to do that. It's like A gymnast
2: gymnast. and stuff and stuff.
14: Or a cheerleader or a dancer. I mean...
2: You're a cheerleader.
14: Well, I can't do the splits anymore. I mean, I guess I could. It'd have to take me a while to get back there. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Enough time. But anyways, I thought it was pretty cool. So, I'm going to screw this name up, but... There is a girl who did it. She holds a world record, the world record—the fastest time limbo skating under ten bars or ten poles. She did it in one point six nine seconds. Her name is Sharisti Sharisti Sharma, and she holds the Guinness World Record. And yeah, there you go.
4: So, how does she get under ten?
14: I don't know. I don't in know. One second. I, that's what I. I don't know. It's right here. It's all, it, yeah.
4: So they all lined up together?
14: No, you go one at a time. You mean the polls or the people? Either or? Yeah, either <laughs> or. The polls are all lined up.
4: Okay, well okay. then I can see her going under 10 of them in 1.6. But you I don't think they're be...
14: real, real close together. I mean, they're close together. They would have to be. I don't know.
2: You should see this. This is crazy.
14: I mean, they're probably, they're probably maybe what, Ron, you think? Half an inch apart from each other? Oh, no, No, they're like
3: like,
4: like three feet. Three feet? Yeah. They're like three or four feet. Okay, well, there you go. she does it in one second?
14: 1.69 seconds, she holds the world record. She's flying. She's flying, yeah. I mean, what, you blink and it's like half a second,
3: right? I I can
2: blink a little faster (laughs) than a half a second. I don't know about you, but.
14: I mean, when you blink, it's not even a second that you blink, right? Like, when you blink, when you look out your eyes. When you look (laughs) out (laughs) your eyes. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) What did you you just say? (laughs) What else would you look out?
14: Well, you know when you look,
3: your eyeballs
14: when you're looking (laughs) when you're looking (laughs) when you're looking and you're let's okay like when you're looking at your screen right now and your eyes are there and you you blink right right yeah okay like your eyelashes yeah everybody (laughs) blinks I know. so. How fast is a blink? I'm trying to get to that point. How fast is a blink? A half a second? You're trying. You're going a long way to get to that point. Well, I'm working my way around it. You're distracting Four, me. <laughs> 400
3: milliseconds.
14: What does that mean? Like, how fast is that? Fast? I mean, I know it's fast, but... It's
3: a third of a second.
14: Well, I can't time myself and blink. A third <laughs> of a second. So, I'm not going there because I'll get made fun of. So, how long is a second? A second, right?
4: Yeah, A okay. second would be a second. So yeah,
14: imagine this girl, my point is.
2: <laughs> All day long.
14: <laughs> this girl does this. Limbo skating under 10 poles in 1.69 seconds. So that's not even really blinking twice. Yes, oh, no, is. It, yeah, it is. It's, yeah,
4: it's blinking several times.
14: Yeah, okay, like four maybe. I don't know, I have to add. I'm so confused. Oh, anyways,
2: <laughs> this is getting painful.
14: <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it's a cool sport. I wouldn't do it. Like I said, I could do like if I if I could stand up and roller skate underneath it, I could do it. But
9: <sighs>
14: But it, yeah, but she has to I'm thinking like how do you go that fast? You like go down a hill and then
4: I don't know.
3: I don't know. Either. She's going across a flat surface. She's just really fast. Well, yeah, I mean
14: fast. When you're
4: at the roller rink, how fast do you go?
14: Well, I don't know. I haven't been to the roller rink in years. I just go around in circles. I just go with the and then go the other way. What? Do you ever?
4: Do you ever go around in circles?
14: I just, I just follow the crowds. <laughs> Anyways, a happy Monday.
2: All right, have a good day. Don't blink. Don't, Don't blink. blink. Go sell something, Steph. Yeah, take twenty nine. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Sam Houston State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30, first pitch Tuesday for the Bears and the Bearcats from Baylor Ballpark.
5: This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas.
7: There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality
9: always comes standard.
8: Race season is on and it's time for the chaos. The third annual Lone Star Forklift Funny Car Classic, presented by SoCal Speed Shop of Waco, is going to pound the ground at the Texas Motorplex March 23rd through March 25th. Cars from coast to coaster registered. Three days of run what you run, whopper action, <laughs> plus wild winged outfield alters, Gear slamming, dirty self gassers, fire breathing jet drinksters, and much much more. 12 and under are free and every ticket is a pit pass. Discounted pre-sale tickets available now at texasmotorplex.com. Or get them at the gate. Can you smell the nitro? nitro. You know what to do. Be there, be there. <laughs> the Chaos is brought to you by Spell Paving, Wolf Pumps, Fats Tires, Excel Drywall, and Performance Motor Coaches.
1: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN
7: Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full-throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor, we we'll we treat you like family.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. No Sweet 16 for Baylor men's basketball and 85-76 loss to Creighton at the NCAA postseason tournament has ended the Bears season with a 23-11 record. The Baylor women try to advance to the Sweet 16 of that NCAA postseason tournament with an 8 o'clock tip-off against UConn. You can hear that game on Star 104.9 FM. 8-4 to four wins on both Saturday and Sunday gave Baylor baseball. The series win over Kansas State after losing on Friday 8-1. The Bears are now 8-12 on the season and host Sam Houston State tomorrow night. Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend to run their record to 22-5. They'll travel to UT Arlington on Wednesday. McLennan baseball is on the road today at Tyler, the Highlander's, a twin bill with weatherford over the weekend to start conference play at two and two
1: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas listen to game time online at syntexsportsfan.com
2: 833. this is game time here on espn central texas tom ward ryan we're glad you're with us let's uh Let's take you back over to Storrs, Connecticut. Chad Votharine from Channel 10 is with us. Good morning, Chad. How are we? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> we're good, man. Uh, we're, we're getting excited for some basketball tonight. Uh, and let's let's jump right in there. Uh, it, it looked early in the game the other night that there wasn't going to be a game tonight. But uh, the Bears rallied after that 18-point deficit and, and got it done. Talk a little bit about just how they they overcame that 18-point deficit.
9: Yeah,
12: well, I, I think the thing that we saw from the Big 12 tournament is something that they were really focused on was they have to improve their rebounding, and if you look at the scoreboard in the first quarter, you might have thought, wow, they they may not have fixed their rebounding from Iowa State and some of the other games that they played, but they actually did. The, the one thing that was holding them back is they were just missing shots. I mean, I, I think they went, what, two for 16 in the in the first quarter, and so... Shots just weren't falling. That happens in basketball, but uh, I, I'm telling you, some of us were already, you know, making plans to to change our flights the next day. In, in you know, third largest uh, comeback in, in tournament history. I mean, it it was remarkable to see. So it you know, it's March, so obviously that 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 thing could happen. But I mean, yeah, we we are almost going to change plans. So
4: when they started making the three pointers, what was that 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 like inside the arena?
12: Uh, Well, I mean, you know, so many UConn fans were there and, you know, even it was pretty electric because they, I think they wanted to see a game. A lot of the UConn fans had stayed back to watch uh, Baylor and Alabama just to see, you know, who were they going to play in the second round? And, uh, you know, Jamie Asbury kind of led that charge uh, late in the, in the first half. And then Sarah Andrews was the one who emerged and really brought them back into it uh, in the third quarter. And so, I mean, it's, it was electric, and you could see uh, a lot of surprise faces from from Alabama fans, and uh, you know they, they thought they kind of had it in the bag, but uh, I'm telling you, it, it really changed the mood of the whole game, and a huge game changer was that three-point uh, shot that worked for Baylor, and they had a remarkable percentage uh, in the second half. That's what saved them.
2: You, you mentioned Jamie Asbury. She had 26 in the game, including seven three-pointers. What got them kick What got this thing rolling?
12: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, talking to Jamie uh, in the locker room yesterday, I mean, if you looked at her box for the Big 12 game against Iowa State, she she had a goose egg. She she had zero. And I said, you, you know, you were the one to to kind of lead uh, that comeback, and she, she was she was kind of the catalyst. And I was asking her what you know what got into you, and she said, you know, I'm someone who I have a short memory, and uh, that was kind of the key for her. And you can kind of say that that was just a the theme of that night was Baylor. Just flipped the switch and had a very short memory. You know they forgot that you know 22 to, to four deficit in the first quarter. Very tough to do that in the tournament because this is a team, a Baylor team that doesn't have a lot of uh, tournament experience. They, they've had a lot of transfers uh, who have come to Baylor wanting to play in, tr- in a tournament because because they've never had before. And so uh, I think I think they showed a lot of maturity in the fact that they were able to forget their mistakes quickly. And it's easier said than done. Everyone wants to do that, but it's very difficult to do that uh in a tournament
4: so what do the bears have to do early in this ball game to try to at least make a statement against UConn
12: yeah well, well looking at this UConn team you go down the roster they have multiple players who are 6-4 I think they have 265 players and so uh they're n- In terms of a size uh, matchup, I mean, Nikki Collin even said it herself yesterday, uh, they they don't match up well uh, at all if if you're just, you know, going down the line looking at their size. And so what happened with uh, Baylor and and Alabama in that first quarter, that cannot happen uh, with UConn because when UConn has a lead, they're going to keep that lead and they're so well coached and well trained. And a lot of those girls have been playing together for three, four years, which is, not the case uh, for most of the Baylor roster, and so they, those girls know how to play uh, together. And so when they when they hold on to a lead, they're not letting go of that. So they have to crowd the paint early. They have to be more athletic and play even a foot bigger than than what some of them uh, are in height in terms of Baylor. So they they have to play a lot bigger if if they want to have a fighting chance against against UConn.
4: If they can get the three point, do you, do you think that? I mean. They're surely not going to shoot the percentage they shot against Bama, but is that the way that they can maybe stun UConn?
12: I, I, I would think so. They, I think that's the best chance because they're going to have a hard time getting uh, under the basket. Uh, you know, against you know several girls on the court are going to be six four and six five, and so uh, that is going to be the best way. Uh, you know, as streaky as they have been with the three-point shot, I mean, they have to shoot lights out tonight, and they they can't have another uh, first-quarter performance where you know they miss their first ten, you know, nine or ten field goals. That that can't happen. But three-point shot would definitely be the key. I think uh, for Baylor's fighting chance, if it also comes down to that, it'll also come down to free throws. I think you have to be perfect against UConn, and you you have to shoot 90% if, if you're going to have a chance against us
4: do you think that they may want to roll the dice and turn this into a, a run and gun game?
12: I I, I don't think it would be a bad idea. I mean, at this point, you know, I, I think I saw there was what one perfect bracket left in the country and that, that bracket actually has Yukon winning it all. And so at this point, you know, it's Baylor is mismatched. Uh, I, I don't think anyone uh, would, would argue that for the most part, but at, that's going to be the best chance. I think I, they have nothing to lose. And so I, I really don't think that <laughs> that's honestly a bad idea.
2: Hey, Chad, I, I, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time. What, what are you, uh, what do you got coming up on channel 10 as far as the coverage is concerned? Yeah,
12: well, one thing to look at, we'll, we'll finish out uh, this tournament play and see how uh, if Baylor makes it to the sweet 16, but uh, we got high school baseball coming up. Uh, Baylor softball is rolling. I know they're, uh, they're having a remarkable season so we'll be having a lot of Baylor softball uh, we're hoping to see if hey if they can make it Oklahoma City anything like that I mean they're they're our ticket uh, to another fun trip uh, somewhere across the country but uh, yeah so we uh, it, it's going to be uh, the spring uh, season of sports is always super fun uh, I, I'm a baseball a former baseball player myself so uh, look out for a lot of high school baseball, college baseball with Baylor, and softball as well. It's going to be a good time in spring.
2: Chad, yeah, thanks, man. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your evening and uh, and look forward to seeing the report of the game uh, uh, tonight and tomorrow.
12: Yeah, thank you so much for having on me on. I appreciate it.
2: Talk to you soon, Chad valverine from uh, KWTX Channel Ten. All right, uh, eight forty one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're uh, you're with us here this morning. Uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel & Pipe. Since 1943, the Emory family has been serving Central Texas. That's four generations, four generations of the Emory's taking care of the, uh, the needs of Central Texas. And now they're in that brand-new location at 2003, South Loop 340 Highway 6. It's a new store, but, folks, you'll find the same great customer service, and low prices. You're just going to find a lot more items for you to choose from when it comes to, like, those do-it-yourself projects. In fact, over 2,000 items, including, uh, including products from Spring Creek, Makita Power Tools. There's nuts and bolts from, from Hillman, and, and, of course, welding rods and welding accessories. Plus, they stock Sack Creek. Uh, they got a great selection of a Sack Creek as well, and they also have a great selection of rebar. Tradition and experience—it all comes together at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Quality and reliability is what they're all about. They stock a large variety of panels for those uh, metal roofs, and and they got different colors to ensure that your satisfaction uh, when it comes to uh, to getting that new roof. If you're going to build a barn, dominium, you need a little help, a little guidance, a little direction. Uh, maybe picking a uh, a uh, a a contractor a general contractor for that job they'll get, they'll help you they'll guide you through it over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe again they're at two thousand and three South Loop three forty they've also got a location down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 until 5, and Saturdays from 8 until noon. Check them out at Pioneer Still and Pipe, and you can also check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in the Executive Director of the American Football Coaches Association, Todd Berry.
6: Obviously, when the state started passing their own legislation, then there's no chance for any kind of consistency.
10: And so this idea that you're going to be able to fix name, image, and likeness, that's impossible because the NCAA, Lord of the of Universities, the AFCA, we can't overrule all the different state laws so consequently if you can't get some consistency across the board everyone's going to continue to try to
1: outdo the other game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas
2: have you ever been stranded on the side of the road the next time it happens call big boys record service to get you and your ride where you need to be you can count on big boys record service to help you with roadside assistance such as when your vehicle won't start you've locked yourself out of your vehicle or when you're stuck in the mud No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over.
9: Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and, as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days. Only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Insured by NCUA. My money, my future.
14: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Goodfeet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Goodfeet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with
4: Goodfeet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace
10: and now in Temple.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. No Sweet 16 for Baylor men's basketball and 85-76 loss to Creighton at the NCAA postseason tournament has ended the Bears season with a 23-11 record. The Baylor women try to advance to the Sweet 16 of that NCAA postseason tournament with an 8 o'clock tip-off against UConn. You can hear that game on Star 104.9 FM. 8-4 to four wins on both Saturday and Sunday gave Baylor baseball. The series went over Kansas State after losing on Friday 8-1. The Bears are now 8-12 on the season and host Sam Houston State tomorrow night. Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend to run their record to 22-5. They'll travel to UT Arlington on Wednesday. McLennan baseball is on the road today at Tyler, the Highlander A twin bill with weatherford over the weekend to start conference play at two and two
1: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas
9: hi this is chuck morgan of the texas rangers you're listening to the home of baylor athletics and rangers baseball espn central texas
2: All right, take T47. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan. Yeah, we've got a lot of uh, text messages to get to here on our C&C Collision Center text line. We'll just kind of we'll just kind of go through them and, and uh, bounce them around and and just and they're all over the place, so it's not in any particular order, or any particular subject. Uh, we'll just, you know, so we've talked about several things, obviously, over the last two hours. So we'll just dive into that and, and see where this takes us. Uh, uh, first one up, did this week improve that the Big 12 and the Big 10 were not the power conferences? It feels like the SEC has the toughest league this year. Uh, I I, no. I disagree. Yeah, me too. Uh, one game does not, you know, dictate the three months of this well, league. And again, you look at
4: what they had to go through in this league sometimes you just run out of gas when you get to the big dance and it, and it happens. Um, I, I still think this is the best and most brutal league in college basketball. I agree.
2: Uh, it, look, you still got two teams that are, that are playing in Kansas state and Texas. Uh, you know, the sweet 16. So, uh, it, it's, it's a terrific league and, and it, uh, it, it it was just it was just the way it was, uh, and again, one game does not dictate uh, how how you how I judge it anyway. All right, let's see what we got here. This one says, "Hey guys, until Baylor men can find a post player who can score double figure points, that will they will not advance beyond the first round." Okay, uh, first of all, they were in the second round. Uh, for me, it wasn't so much about offense because the guards can score. It's how do you defend this? And we've talked about it a lot. You know what was it in the in the Big Twelve title game? They got out rebounded, forty-four to seventeen, something to that that effect. It, it's to me it was all about what happened on that end of the floor. You know, this was what the number two or number three scoring team in the country. Uh, they can score the basketball. Mm-hmm. They just you know they gave up eighty-five last night.
4: You know, defense. Defense yeah. is the difference in this team. Make yeah. no mistake about it. And they try to live outside the arc instead of using the inside game. I mean, you know, you play from inside out and this team played from outside in. And that's more times than not, that's that's just you're relying on, hey, we gotta be hot. And if you're you have a cold night, you're in trouble. And we saw that several times this year.
2: This one says Purdue loss. Uh to, oh, what was the biggest biggest sports story? Uh, and that's a huge one. I mean, a 16 beating a one in and, and the manner in which they did. Because, I again, FDU outplayed Purdue in that particular game. I mean, there is no question about it. FDU got after You know what? And it also, I would tell you that we had a one go down. We had a two go down. I'm trying to think if we had a three. I know we had a four go down in Virginia. Virginia, Arizona, Purdue... Uh, you, you know, we had, of course, Baylor was a three uh, on the second day, but I'm talking about the first day. Ward, what it tells me is that we're, we're not asking you to play a series. We're asking you to play one game. And with the transfer portal and with the the balance of basketball, I just think that there's a lot of really good teams that may not be in, in those top four or five conferences in the country that you have some mid-majors that can flat play the game. You got quality. There's quality players across the board. And I think we learn that every year in this tournament. Well, we're learning it more in
4: the past couple of years. Sure we are. Because of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's not going to change. And it, I mean, they, they're they putting a little bit on it. But, I mean, you still get the one free pass. So, I, I, I don't. I don't know if that's good, or if it's bad, but it certainly created more parity.
2: It certainly has. Uh, And again, I, you know, particularly in basketball where you have what five on the floor. Well, I mean, you're probably only eight
4: deep. Look at Creighton, one of their one of their players last night, transferred from TCU,
2: played with TCU last year, and pretty familiar with Baylor. Yeah, and, and think about this one. There's a kid on the Texas roster that's a key contributor that transferred from Creighton to Austin. Mm-hmm. Just think if that kid was on that team right now. I mean, it just it's that's just the nature of the beast right now. Right. So uh, we were talking about was there a program that won a championship in their hometown? And uh, this one says, don't forget about Danny Manning and Kansas when they won it in KC. What did we decide that was? 80? 1988. 88. Okay, so yeah. And then another one says UCLA won it uh in LA back in the wooden days and yeah we we mm-hmm. we saw that what twice is that right Ryan it yes. was twice okay uh let's see what else do we have on our cnc collision center text line uh jr says big 12 needs all the momentum if Houston can win the championship especially if they beat ut wouldn't that be special uh get Houston winning a championship for their hometown and to in order to get that done they got to beat the Texas Longhorns, who are exiting stage right. That'd be kind of fun, huh? Yeah, like to see that. I think for for the Big Twelve, they'd love to have Houston win it, no matter what. I mean, we're all Houston fans, right? Kansas State fans, and and uh, are we? I, listen, I am. I, I, I and I know, and right now I'm still a Texas guy uh, because they still they're still in the league. Wouldn't you want to see the conference get a championship? <laughs> you're not, you're not answering is that it, real
3: fast. Mm-mm. No? No. Boy, you're not gonna get Ward saying. We just Texas. had a guy say the league
2: is it wasn't as good as it's supposed to be. Well, I
3: mean, that's fine.
2: But I'm not rooting for Texas. Say. Would you root for Jerome Tang? The Wildcats of Kansas State. More than I would Texas, I guess.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are you pulling? Yeah, from? I'm going for Big Twelve. I mean, but Texas too. Even yeah, Texas, Texas? Yeah. even the Texas Longhorns. Oh
2: yeah. I mean, the- what about the Houston Cougars that are coming?
4: Um, eh, I don't have a dog in the fight there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Are you going to root for Houston? Yeah, heck yeah. Absolutely. Anything that helps the league from a perception standpoint, I'm all about. Okay. Oh, I guess that's what makes the world go round. You can or you can't. It's, you know, it's totally up to you. Uh, Let's see what this one says. Uh, With the talent this Baylor team had, specifically at the guard position, how would you say the overall season went? And how much do you think Coach Tang going to Kansas State affected the uh, the team? I think that that was a huge blow. It may have shown some of the – some of that coaching was was him and not necessarily Coach Drew. Look, Coach what, Coach Tang was an associate head coach. Coach Drew gave him a lot of flexibility. Well, and he, there's he's, there's he's no next, question he's, he's an
4: X and O guy. You can see yeah. that with what he's done with Kansas. Maybe he was the defensive guy that that put that defense together. I don't know, but it hasn't been the same since he left. So he's got a valid point.
2: Yeah, and you've got a one-year sample size. So we'll see as it moves forward. But there's no question that he was a great contributor to what they were doing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you'll watch the huddles, remember the huddles? Who was the first guy in the huddle? It was Jerome Tang. And then towards the end of the huddle, it was Coach Drew. I mean, they had a system that 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 they worked on and worked through. Uh, he's a terrific coach. You know, as as far as... The chemistry of this team, I don't know. Uh, you, everything you hear is that they had great chemistry. They just, they just didn't play defense. They just didn't get after it enough on that end of the floor, and it, that's just the way it was. All right, uh, let's see. I think do we have time for one more? Now, one more, one more. Okay, uh, let's see. And thanks to everybody f- for sending these in. My two cents. I've said it from early in the season that Baylor is is a, a soft minded basketball team with no true leadership. Defense is a mindset, and this team just didn't have that that want to. I think we're all seeing with Tang, what Tang brought to the program, fix that and make another run next year. Uh, again, if you're complaining, and this is just my opinion, if you're complaining about a team that's bowing out trying to get to the Sweet 16, that's a pretty good thing. I mean, that the, the consistency of this program year in and year out of being a contender for a championship I don't know. I kind of like that. I mean, are there other programs that are like that?
4: But, I mean, look, two years in a row, you get bounced before you get to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I think you look at it, and if you ask Coach Drew, he would probably say, look, we lacked on defense. And they did. Oh, I don't it, think was, it was glaring. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But you were... Defense in a, wins championships.
2: I don't care what you're playing. You're in a position that you're playing to get there and... There's a lot of teams that don't get that opportunity, and again, you're—I don't know—I I just think that the consistency of the program is pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, this is what eleven years okay. in a row or but something is it like bad that. Bad to have higher goals? No, no, not at all. But look, you because the team created the expectation for the fans. That's right, I, and there's nothing wrong with that, nothing whatsoever. I'm just saying, let's keep in mind that a long time ago, <laughs> that that wasn't
4: the case. I mean, yeah. but it, round of thirty-two is not where you want to be and it's not acceptable
2: that's not where they want to be you're, you're exactly right all right we got to go uh that's it for us john's up at three Matt's at four we'll see you tomorrow at seven